enter a nexus of science, violence, and nonsense, where fake news, pseudoscience, and weaponized stupidity meet full-contact fact-checking and peer-reviewed ass-kicking. And as always, no bullshit allowed. Recorded live at Bullshito Headquarters in Austin, Texas, this is the Art of Fighting BS Podcast. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Chocolate lines up planetarily with the sun. Chocolate is an octave of sun energy. Brain chips in the trips. They get the trips. Special vaccines that are really nanotech that already re-engineer their brains. What, what are you gonna do? Excuse me, sir. I don't want any trouble. Sure, on some planet, your style is quite impressive, but your weak link is this is Earth. Hey, well, I get to learn karate. Karate? The Dane Cook of martial arts? No. We do not need that many vaccines. What does the scouter say about his power level? It's over 9,000! We have a saying back home that if you're coming on, come on. Keep the yoga mat out of your mouth and on the floor. You know friends and family that eat yoga mat? Oh, in the parking lot. Now we're going to fucking hop on the phone. Get out of a body bag! Yeah! All right. <laughs> What's up, people? All right, so we're going to get right into the episode on the coronavirus. It's uh, kind of a important topic for everybody to understand right now, and uh, that's why we brought Dr. Jason Goldsmith. Uh, he is an immunologist, and you might remember him from our very first episode on obesity. So he's going to explain things at a level for people who have been punched in the head more than a few times, which is most of our audience and the staff and even Jason himself. Good times. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the next episode of the official Bullshito podcast. This evening, starring Frost. Yes. JNP. Random. Special guest, forum longtime member Sifu Jason, who is MD, PhD, XYZ, LMNOP, and everything else that is smarter than you. Absolutely. That is a true statement. And I am, as always, your incompetent host, Sub Messenger. But for the purpose of this podcast, you are also an immunologist. That's correct, right? Yes, I am. I am on the, you know, so I am an immunologist. Is about half of the science I do baseline, and then I'm also a hospitalist, which means I work in the hospital admitting patients, and just had our hospital's uh, COVID nineteen emergency briefing about three hours ago. So. So confirm for us, because, you know, uh, Trump went on uh, the TV and he said that we anybody that wants a test can get a test and we have tests for everybody and they're beautiful. That is not currently the case. <gasps> he didn't tell the truth? Okay, I think that was kind of common knowledge. Um, um, uh, so what let's let's well, so as of as of like three days ago, the CDC was only able to run, I think, uh, 430 tests or 340 tests per day, period. <laughs> right. <But> commercial <laughs> testing, commercial testing started up this week. Fuck. So like mass testing and there were no commercial tests. And now. The various, um, you know, LabCorp and Quest Diagnostics can provide commercial tests. And some hospitals, like academic centers where I say I do my research, like Penn, are pulling on um, tests. And then other places I work at Abington Jefferson, that is, they are using commercial testing right now. And once other things are FDA approved, then they can do the tests themselves. So the thing is, is these are all tests to basically right now look at the rna or the, the, the genetic information of the virus and see if it's in your saliva or what have you and so that's not unique to coronavirus right like there's lots of ways you do that all the time with so various viruses. is it like a pcr test i mean it's essentially yeah so yeah so you know how one we it's a pcr test okay. um so please say that acronym for those of us who are not pain reaction it's a way to amplify dna or rna to a large amount so that then you can see it 
basically using a gel. You and run what a chemical, is the... you amplify a bunch of it, and then you can see if you can detect it, if it's above the detection limit. So basically then... you put it in a Petri dish and grow it for a day. No. No? Okay. So the virus won't grow in a Petri dish because there's no human host. You Instead yeah, of no putting agar. in a Petri dish, you, you take a human sample and you use primers, which are specific sequences of DNA, and then you run this reaction that makes that if those two pieces have something that connects them. So if you have the right sequence of DNA you're looking for, it goes through it. So it's like genetic sequencing, but much more specific to one thing you're looking for. That's, I guess, the lame. It's a color change, right? Uh, no. In this case, it's a real piece of that. Oh. Nice. So, yeah, they're just using regular, not not that anybody's going to give a shit about this, but whatever. Uh, the regular, like, viral media like they'd use for, you know, RSV or something? Yeah. Funky. All right, so that it's means... Then, and then, so, Kyogen, which is the company that makes isolation kits for DNA and RNA, uh, ran out. I mean, <laughs> they're running out of uh, RNA isolation kits, which is also bad because researchers use that, like me. Yeah. Great, great. But, so, okay, well, that you just shot down my little hope there that, you know, we, we have the testing. They are working on rapid tests, right? So they're working on the color change tests. Like, none of this is fancy, right? Just because it's... Um, you know, just because it is, I put this, just because it's, uh, you know, a new virus doesn't mean we don't know how to do it with a hundred other things. And so it's just a matter of we don't make rapid tests for every form of everything because there's no point to it. But we have one for the flu because it matters. Yeah. And they're going to make one for this. And we have yeah, the technology the to make it. You just, have to, you just have to get it ready for this specific one. Right. Yeah. Now, the flu test is, is super easy. Any, anyone sitting here could do it. You just, you know, drop a couple drops of this or that. You jam the stupid little fucking um, stick. Stick. Why am I saying stick? The swab into the, the thing. Click it off. 15 minutes later, you read it. It's, it's yeah. Right. So, so figuring out which way to do the same exact thing for COVID-19. Whether so, it's a color change, ELISA whether it's um, a PCR or a you know, nucleic acid binding test that sees it. They're, they're going to figure out ways to do this, right? This isn't... Um, it isn't rocket science. Right. No, 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 no. The hard, <laughs> the hard parts, you need to do it, validate it, and show that it's going to be reliable and effective. I, I have a question. Yes. Um, I've heard that um, this test that we're currently using here in the U.S. has an 80% accuracy rating is that I, correct i don't know the exact number because it depends on the window the, so from what i've been able to understand the you know the they're having false, window yeah so you can be so we don't have a great correlation between when are you nucleic acid negative or positive and when you explain know, that for the, that is it at and it, when you're infectious so it could be what's happening is that people are and we're having some false negatives because they slowly shed and then shed again. That's been more common. So positive, negative, positive. But it could also be the case people are staying positive forever or not for four weeks but aren't infectious anymore because it's too low of a titer. So we're still too early to know. But a lot of that, that has to do with the fine-tuning, like where we really nail down the particulars of the antigenic right, exactly. determinants, so to speak. Exactly. So, so we're not at the fine-tuned stage yet of this. But we can detect people if they have it and track them. It's just slow and because they have to use a PCR machine. And then hospitals have to get FDA approval to be allowed to use their PCR machine, right? So if you own PCR machine type 4, you know, then you have to have that the, the FDA approval for type 4 machines for testing this and so on and so forth, right? So it just it's going to take time, yeah. So essentially. Um, I, I, I've heard that, um, it, it can move down into your, is, so it's primarily a, a respiratory infection, right? But it can also Correct. affect some people in their digestive tract. Yeah. So it looks like the digestive system is a reservoir for it. It can shed up into your stool for up to four weeks after you have been infected. Right. And in rare cases, it gives you viral gastroenteritis. Which is okay, a secondary symptom and why people are buying toilet paper en masse because uh, of a random secondary symptom. No. Si no? No, I don't think they're buying toilet paper because of that. I think they're buying toilet paper because they're afraid society's going to shut down and they don't want to ship themselves. 
Well, I, it's it's funny you said that because I actually made a comment um, on social media previously about that's interesting window into the American subconsciousness. Like, we're all good with coughing or hacking out a lung, but the, the idea of like shitting ourselves and not being able to to you know wipe is is apparently horrific to us. Um, right, but heaven forbid we have a bidet. No, what? <laughs> that's just that's just furin talk. That's furin talk right there. Is what that is. So, uh, right. are, is there a fecal oral transmission route? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, they, that's they think, they think they they think there is. It's got several vectors. Well. That's um, gonna fucking suck when we export this to Mexico. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just saying. Also, oh. but that's also true of the flu. The flu also. So wait, how common is it? Like, because. Is a, a guy that took pathology uh, you know, in 1890. How rare or common is it that a something that can be respiratory can also be digestive? Very common. So well, the damn cells you and your, your efficiency. Lung, yeah. Virus. The cells in your lung are really not that different than the cells in your gut. Hmm. You okay. think about it. The cells in your lung. Microvilli all day long? Right. They're, 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 they're epithelial cells. They're specialized to absorb oxygen with with a stem cell niche and immune cells nearby to protect things and some secretory cells as well. And your gut is a set of epithelial cells designed to absorb nutrients with immune cells and secretory cells and everything else alongside it to protect it as well. The difference is the intestine's a harsher environment than the lung that has to be hardier as well. Because there's a whole lot more critters down there growing around. And there's a lot more damage and turnover than in the lung. But there's a lot of overlapping biology. So a lot of my colleagues, so I'm an intestinal stem cell biologist. That's the other half of what I do along with intestinal immunology. And there's a lot of colleagues of mine who, in addition to doing the intestine, do the lung because they can look at the same thing in both. Oh, that is very interesting. Yeah. So it's not that uncommon at all. Like I said, the flu does it. Right. You know how when you got, you know how when you get the common cold, sometimes you get a little bit of shits for a day, but it's not too bad. But you're like, you know, you got a little bit of diarrhea or a little loose stool, or you don't trust your cough anymore I'm for sorry, a day or so. You, all I heard was Tuesday. That's, that's you know, so no, sorry. So you know how sometimes when you get the common cold and you feel a little underwater and runny nose, you sometimes stop trusting your uh, coughing a little bit and you yes. get the shits for a day or so, but it's not terrible. You're not running in the bathroom, but things are a little loose. There you go. I'm sorry, my stale dad joke made I, you repeat yourself, sir. <laughs> no. <laughs> you missed that. No, no, well, I wouldn't know what that's like. I've, I've got an asshole like a uh, vault door. So, but, um, okay, let's, um, <laughs> let's imagine that we have an audience that. Let's imagine is... that Frost stock in the gay community just went up <laughs> manifest, is all I got to say. To that. No, I, I've just never had. I, I am, I am like Australia. I am a continent. Okay, so. <laughs> Okay, you made my night. But continue, please continue. (laughs) Let's let's imagine we we don't have an audience of brilliant, you know, intellectuals. We have an audience of people that get get punched in the head and have somehow been manipulated into listening about science shit. Hope you're listening accidentally. Yeah, right. Just you're not Eric Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. We oh yeah, Eric Weinstein. Man, that guy. Yeah, I love his podcast. uh, Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, that 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 was. Anyway, um, the uh, let let let's speak to those people and what would be like number one, two, and three thing they need to take away from this because there's a lot of bullshit out there, and I imagine some yeah. people are trying to cram probiotics up up their vault <laughs> yeah. doors and you know take saunas yeah. and Joe Rogan okay. the hell out of them. essential oil. Yogurt. This to oh, yogurt. don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> all, right. all right, so first I'll give the lowdown on the the basics of how you should think about the disease and then what you can do to minimize it and getting it. So. The easiest way to describe it is it's kind of like a super flu in that, you know, so the mortality rate right now is probably not correct. We're seeing numbers of 3%, but that's probably high, much higher than it really will be because we're only testing the really sick people or the people in contact with the really sick people at this point. Okay. If you look at South Korea, where they've been much better at testing everyone, their mortality rate's down to 0.6%, and that's probably still biased towards sicker people. So we call this a denominator problem, right? Yeah. We're not truly counting all the people that are actually sick when we're saying how many died of those who are exposed. There's many, many asymptomatic people. Denominator is the number so, you divide by. Yeah, asymptomatic exactly. people, I think, <laughs> is the operative. 
Right. There's tons of people who aren't getting tested who have it. So the real death, the death, the case mortality of the flu, the average flu, not the scary like H1N1, but, you know, year to flu is 0.1%. The case mortality of this currently is 3 to 4, but that's, again, an exaggeration because of the denominator problem and not capturing everyone. Guess estimates I've heard from other experts are 0.2 to 0.6%. Uh. So more virulent so, than the flu, but not. So, more, not, but more virulent, yeah, so more this deadly, is not the ten more times more deadly thing going on. It's the right? double flu, right. but it could be. But it could be five times more deadly. Huh. Now, here's the other problem: it's much more contagious than the flu. So, the estimates for the flu are like sixty million people a year get it. I think, All right, ten to fifteen percent of the population, up to twenty, of the United States. They're estimating in America 70 to 150 million people will get COVID. Damn. Because it spreads like the cold. It's more Infectious. communicative and stealthy than the flu. Well, some of the colds the flu, are fall over coronaviruses, like right? Yeah, some uh, all, of all of the colds cold. are coronaviruses. No, not all. Some, no, not all there's of them. There's flaviviruses. There, there's rhinovirus? six or families. Oh, rhinovirus. There's, there's six, yeah, that's a good one. Rhinovirus. There's six or seven families. Hip, but one of the families is influenza. But one, it, of the, sorry, one of the families of the cold is coronavirus. Just to answer uh, JMP's question is that, yes, there are other coronaviruses. This is not the only coronavirus. Correct. There's, Look, there's only one corona bear. That's all I care about. That's the coolest <laughs> coronavirus, though. Um, all right. So, yeah. I, so, so it's going to spread to more people. Think about the flu. You start feeling like ass immediately, and then you don't go outside. And so for a variety of reasons, it infects less people per person that has it. This is stealthy. It doesn't affect kids and young adults very much. They can run around as reservoirs and spread it to everyone and everything. So it's it spreads much easier. Freaking so gram-negative bacteria, man. Always got to, like, not present not symptoms. Gr- it's, well, it's not even a bacteria. It's a, oh, know, it's a virus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did, I, did I mention I'm in <laughs> elementary school? All right. So... Yeah. So, so spreads more than the flu, kills more than the flu. We don't know exactly how much. That's the that's the basics. More infectious, mm-hmm. less virulent. Looks like we're going to find out. More vi- more infectious and more virulent. So, mm. but less, more death, possibly per- less more death. lethality than indicated right now. Right, most likely less lethality than indicated. And right mostly now. in. Older people or those with immunocompromised uh, you know, or, yeah. or just Correct. C- health conditions right, like right. cardiac right. So, issues. Right. So in young people under, say, the age of 50, the death rate seems to be for little kids very, very small, like almost not. There's a few cases <laughs> but for like 20, 20 and 30. Yeah, buddy, we're clear. <laughs> Sorry. We, I just yeah, exactly. so Frost just <laughs> flipped me off because I'm 51 and then. Sub and Frost just high five because they're under fifty. So I, yeah, I, I'm thirty six. I'm here fine. for the support. Yeah. 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 So 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 if you're under fifty, uh-huh. it's about 001 percent for like eighteen to forty nine right now. This is again South Korean data, which is the best we have. I mean, if I... you're fifty to fifty nine, it's about 03 percent death. So for under fifty, it's exactly like the flu. Now that being said, 01 percent of people getting the flu dying is still not great. When you know if a million there's a lot of humans. people, yeah, there's if there's enough people, a million people at point one percent is a thousand dead people. That's a lot of soil like green, right? Fifty year olds to fifty nine is point three, and then it goes to one point five for sixty year olds, three something or four. I'd have to pull up the table. It goes way the heck up. After yeah, yeah, fourteen percent for the eighty plus. Yeah, yeah, and hockey pucks. Yeah. So it goes straight up, like a hockey stick. Hockey stick. Hockey and and ironically, stick. my dad is 80 and has bronchitis right now. So it's it's interesting yeah. how the kind of touchstone, how different that is. Yes, exactly. For, I mean, versus me who hasn't gotten sick in three years and I've never had the flu in my life. Oh, right? you probably haven't just not known. Yeah, well, yeah. So when I get sick, it's half as long and half as bad as everybody else. Right. So that so that's so that's the general thing. The other next thing is what does it feel like? It's typically a cough and a fever. It's a dry cough. Not a lot of runny nose. It's a dry cough, not hacking up crap. It's a dry cough and a fever, and it can incubate for days while you're infectious without you knowing it. So uh, 
I should probably and not hang out with the strippers. then it kills more by lung inflammation. Influenza kills by lung inflammation, but also kills from secondary bacterial infections. That means you get the flu, then you get bacterial pneumonia, and the combination of those takes you down. Double whammy. The, the, the COVID-19 seems to be able to do it all on its own through lung inflammation. Or you're basically, your lungs become so inflamed that they can't ventilate you anymore and you drown and then have sepsis and die. Sweet. So I have a question, yeah. and maybe you answered this and I missed it, but um, so uh, with most of these type of infectious problems, there's a period where uh, it's communicable from you to other people. And then uh, there's a period where you're still experiencing symptoms, but it's no longer communicable. So what what does that profile no. look like? No, no, no. So there is. Okay. So you get if you get infected, there's going to be a period where it's replicating in your body and you don't spread it because there's not enough coming out of your fluid. Crit critical it's load fluids, right? Viral, that's right. what she said. Right. Viral load. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> then you're infectious, but don't know it. You're infectious. Sorry. You're infectious and do. Sorry. You're infectious and don't know it. Then you're infectious with symptoms, hacking up on people. And then you get better and don't have symptoms anymore and could still spread it. Like maybe through your poop. We don't know. And then you're not infectious anymore. Okay, so at what stage does it make you want to go travel internationally? Because that, that seems to be one of the symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. Yeah. Please, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> My my hands are not so, creeping towards his throat right now. I go to like <laughs> conventions and you know who was that NBA what? player that like went around touching all the microphones or something at a press conference, and then and you know then, poof oh he yeah he's got coronavirus go 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 bar yeah it was, yeah, yeah yeah no that, like NBA shut down they're done yeah start Don't the whole season is over. how to derail an NBA season <laughs> in a single yeah, fuck that press guy conference. he should change his name to LeBronitis. <laughs> That actually okay. I'm not ashamed. Nicely done. I like it. That okay. was a good joke. Uh, yeah, not bad. Even a broken clock. Uh, all right. So, um, it's some good information, man. I I, I like this stuff. Um, and obviously you're smart, so that's good. Anything else that you know, know we need here to? With us. Anything yeah, else we so, need to funnel into the heads so, of ding dongs? Right. So the question's like, well, how serious is this? So I've given you that it spreads faster, right? And it's all types of insanity. So right? I have so, literally been advising my family to sleep more and eat better. Just as a baseline, let's take care of yourself so you're as at you know the best possible shape to deal with this head on whenever it hits. Yeah, basically. I mean, but uh, it's even more complicated than that. So no, it always is. So, yeah, it always is, right? So I would say. How to put this? The best advice is so. I mean, they're talking about social distancing, right, at this point, which is really what we need to be doing. Now, that's the opposite of social clustering, right? It's it's a it's a term. Right. It's, Stay the fuck away from people, you fucking ding dongs. Right. So basically, we're trying to spread out the disease, flatten the curve. Yeah. The, so that's what you're hearing, right? Yeah. You're hearing the flatten the curve. Yeah. The idea being that. It gets worse when uh, the healthcare system can no longer compensate for this, right? Because if we can't compensate and handle the influx of people, people are going to die. Right. Yeah. That makes I sense. I tried to explain this on on my well, whatever, a couple different social media things to some people, and uh, the way the thing I use is well, I posted the graph, and that graph's going around. It's super helpful, but there are people that see. A graph and their brain just shuts off. They're like, I need to school and I don't want to think anymore. So you, you got to kind of come around back backwards, use some profanity or mix it up. Or And the way I've kind of, I've been thinking about trying to engage people on this is to say, imagine, you know, a hundred thousand people have to get on the road to drive to work, right? In a week, a hundred thousand people get on the road to go to work. The difference is they all get on at the exact same time or they all get on at different times and that's flattening it out because you want to, if everybody's on the same time, it's not much of a curve. It's just a spike. But if everybody spreads it out over that entire week, every, everybody can get where they're going. And same way with uh, working, going to an ER or, you know, having somebody intubate you because you're going to die of this shit. They run out of tubes. 
Lynn. Sorry. Sorry, Grandma. That was a nice explanation of how to simplify the uh, I, parabola. Right. I have been... So, yeah. I, so it's even more than that, right? So not only that, but then let's say you're coming in for another reason. Like you have heart failure. And I need to ventilate you for that. Well, I don't have a ventilator because everyone has uh, COVID and is all in the hospital at the same time. And so will you, you contaminate my ventilator because with your COVID, and, right? Or just you fucking don't have so, one, so fuck off. I, I have um, a couple of acquaintances that li- happen to live in Italy, and, and there's been some very interesting posts coming from some of the, their Facebook pages. Um, and I was telling Submessenger about this before the podcast, but um, I read an article where, like, the Italian NIH, right, the equivalent to our National Institute of Health, um, published a series of guidelines where it was basically the equivalent of wartime triage, where they were saying, listen, if they're really, really sick and you think they're going to die, we don't have the resources, enough resources, so you need to let those people die and treat the people that you think are going to live. Yeah, Which I thought exactly. was... I mean, that's that's what we would have to do. That's, that's true anywhere. And and the point of the article was that, listen, we have sigma-sixed ourselves into a, a efficiency level <laughs> Lean. where we don't have any redundancy, we don't have any backup, so if, like, any one piece falls out... You know, the whole operation, the whole system kind of collapses, you know, obviously well, that individual right. hospital. To an extent. We have some slack. We have some, you know, ability right. to handle the bad seats. Yeah, we yeah, don't have an ability to handle 100 million people all getting an infection and, and you know, and, you know, 5% of them getting really sick and needing the hospital. Which is and why flattening the curve. And, and, and a tenth of them die. Is so important. Why we need right. to, like, so, take steps to... So that's why they've canceled all college, basically, and everyone's staying at home now yeah. and doing online classes because all the bro staffs aren't going to fucking wash their hands, right? And clean and be clean, you know, have good hygiene, and they're just going to be vectors. My county, where I live in Pennsylvania, just went under a lockdown. So uh, everyone's required to work from wow. home if they can. There's no school for two weeks, all gyms, so no BJJ for me. That's closed. Oh, shit. Everything, everything is shut down except for grocery stores and essentials. I mean, they can't make all private businesses shut down. They're just asking them to. And but, but you know, please keep open the pharmacies and grocery stores and gas stations and stuff. But they're trying to let you know, there's no public gatherings. There's nothing. So we're very, very, in, very similar I'm, here right now. So uh, my wife works for the state and uh, this afternoon she got an email saying, hey, we're shutting down and uh, you need to right. work from home. But the, yeah, the governor called it for the entire county because we're the epicenter of Pennsylvania's outbreak. And I work in the largest hospital Damn. in the county. You'd think we'd have a governor that would know health problems and. You know what? Here's what's encouraging to me is the, despite the fact that some aspects of the federal government and and some aspects of the state government have not responded as nimbly as they should, there is a lot of, I mean, we have responded a lot better than I thought we would in a very short period of time. And, and I think the sports world has really brought that home. God Mark Cuban's him. a goddamn hero. Good, good for you, dude. Yeah. Dude, I, I yeah. don't know. It's the NBA. I mean, the NBA is the one that shut it down, and then he just is like, "Yeah, I think that's a good idea." And all the other, uh, a bunch of NBA coaches were like, "Yeah, it's, I think it's a good idea." And the MLB guy shut down, and and a bunch of those people said, "Yeah, I think it's a good idea." And God help us, they should just but keep them shut down because they're stay sports. Right. So, I mean, so here's here's the question, right? So, obviously, we can't do this forever because it would literally destroy the economy, right? You can't keep all kids out of school because who's going to watch them and how are you going to go to work? You can't, like, shut down all businesses. You can only do so much, right? We're probably, you know, the stock market's already been decimated. We're probably going to be in a recession no matter what we do at this point, but you can't do it forever. So, the point is, if you do it for a couple of weeks, it massively flattens the curve. Yes. Now, that is the point. if... If we had 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 better testing, we may have had to do less of this because we could have better pinpointed quicker because the test is like a three day lag right now. We could if we had had better testing, we could more easily rapidly pinpoint people who have it. And then isolate them instead of isolating a whole county. But how can you have better testing for something that you didn't we've even known know about exists? It. It's, been sequ- it's because it's been sequenced since January 20th. Nice. Or 12th or something. It's been sequenced since the middle, sometime in January. 
So don't don't quote me on the exact date. Now, I well, this really cropped up. China China posted the sequence. The common that was fast. The consensus is is it got out of hand in China in October and they reacted hit in December. Well, yes, so they yeah, they, and then, they, but when they reacted, they reacted hard and it's basically squelched there. The conspiracy is that you know they stole it from us. Yeah, that, oh that's a whole God. bunch of horseshit. Whatever. But 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 the point. And, the and point Wuhan being, is the only place with a level five containment or level whatever uh, it is three. God, I, I would like to track down the people that are spreading <laughs> that and just freaking tire iron them right in the but fucking face. People with too much free time, in my opinion. Because if you're looking for a conspiracy, you can probably find it, buddy. So if we had had gotten our testing together, or used the WHO test, or just been on top of this shit faster. Oh we could probably have better testing and not have to quarantine quite as broadly. Are you telling me right, that my basketball would still be here if we had done that? Because that would be significant to me. Maybe. This is my conjecture. So this is the, if you look at how we've had to do it, like that guy could have gotten tested earlier. He, all the players could be tested for known exposures much faster. But at this point, he's probably played 10 games in the last week or four games and then those people have been exposed, and basketballs are going to be like a high viral load, right? Yeah, he's like sweating into fly. Jack Nicholson's In nachos. any major sporting thing where the, like people are respi- respiring heavily is, I think, on each be... other, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so they're going to go, you know, they're going to go to town, but not on wrestling. Each other and then, it, they're they're right. immune. But there's a lot of droplets going on, there, right? So it's not it's going to spread easy. Oh, so man. and then you know those people may be infected, other players infect the other players. So yeah, it's like it's a very contagious environment, but you can contain it better. So maybe not for sports, but maybe not every school in my county has to be shut down if they had better pinpointing. They but shut down my kids' that. ROTC. So we, have to, we, have, we have less good tools because we don't have the refinement of who has it. We have right. to shut down larger things. Yeah. We should just have a big, gigantic, uh, whole nationwide spring break. Just fuck it, you know? So we're, we're basically we, going to we have a two-week well, so, nationwide yeah, so, spring break. Yeah. I know a ton of people that canceled their... their travel plans for spring like a ton of people yeah i mean in-house spring break yeah yeah Yeah. this so this school district right here has extended spring break for another week oh no i think Uh, i just heard ut parse house is what i just heard oh yeah 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 my school's cleaner than mine (laughs) oh i I that's my reservoir i pay pay somebody (laughs) (laughs) i'm just using that for the boogaloo (laughs) (laughs) anyway so Okay, let, let's let's get this back on track. Um, fuck, like I guess the whole point of here of this this thing is to get useful information out because, right? I so don't be surprised if you have to quarantine for a few weeks. If you have a fever, if you have a cough, isolate yourself, isolate your family, talk to your doctor to get tested. Yeah. It's already here. It's been here for months. Many people be asymptomatic, and at this point. Like, it used to be, like, if you knew someone who was in China, then you'd have to get tested. Now it's like, well, if you know someone who's been to Europe or maybe flipping Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, you know, you're now in a hot zone. So, like, the hot zones are just spreading. Soon everyone who has the right symptoms should just get tested to make sure you don't have it. Isolate. Slow the spread down. Hopefully the economic pain isn't terrible. I mean, it's going to be bad. But, like, the idea being if we do it now together then we can bounce out of the curve and not have a big disaster later and hopefully just bounce out and resume normal life in like two or three weeks. Yeah, minus a few boomers. I'm hoping by by early April we're recovering and by the end of April we've done our PT rehab and we're back, you know, back on the court doing everything, so to speak. Yeah, on the court, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Okay, so good, yeah. But, I mean, you, what do you, would you have just, if you could ballpark a number, uh, just for fun, uh, just, you know, mm-hmm. not using your medical credentials or anything, but just, you know, hey, yeah. bet, yep. bet a number. Um, how many people over the age of 70 are going to um, not be with us at the end of the year? Six I guess percent. I guess the question is, really, um, does this shift? Six to 10 percent. Six to, okay. oh, shit, yeah. okay. So what you're saying, in, in effect, is that we do have a chance of our generation seeing Social Security when we retire. Technically. Okay. Let's see. There's some I mean, silver light at the end of the tunnel. Spend on something else. And if you de- depend on that in any way, you're a fool. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like, hey, so yes. the rumor that's going around now, the, the new hotness in um, conspiracy theories, on the left this time, 
is that Trump may have it, may have, you know, COVID and is, you know, kind of covering that up. I, I think it's a little bit more excitement. You know, well, they're, they're so they're, 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 there is a there is a White House exposed. staffer he has that a known exposure. recused yeah. himself. Or well, CPAC. Right? Well, he, he also. Right, right, no, right. CPAC was different. So that was when. Uh, photo uh, what's the Brazilian face? politician. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, apparently there's also a White House staffer uh, who is oh, anonymous. I mean, that... The point being, he could absolutely have it and have no symptoms either. Okay. Well, well I, mean, I mean, they could all have it. If, and have if no he symptoms. disappears for a couple of weeks, I mean, of... I don't know if you know, but Twitter makes you immune to the coronavirus. Well, no, if, it, if, it, if his <laughs> tweets start being correctly spelled for a, a period of a few days, <laughs> we know he's sick. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, oh shit, that's, that's actually that's... the best thing. Right, ever. and they're polite. It's, like, yeah, it's so, proper grammar. So, he's sick. So, so could could he have it? Yes. Uh, should we assume that everyone? I think the basic assumption is you should assume everyone's going to get but, it. But Mike, I think it, it'll mutate his brain and he'll be smart. Mike Pence is immune though because he has God. Maybe he, he doesn't go in elevators with women. Does his hair and chiseled chin really prevent it? But, yeah, you know. he's he's flagrantly heterosexual. Yes. Quite. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no doubt. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, like, so the, the part of the problem is the media is stoking craziness. Because that sells. Right? Because it sells, which is probably not good. It's good for Walmart. Yeah. Good for, <laughs> good for uh, the Charmin. Toilet paper department. The, the Charmin Corporation. So, it's yeah. great for your ass. <laughs> How um, I'm on this new COVID diet. It's working wonders. Diarrhea diets are you know. Oh my, uh, cachexia. No. Speaking um, of Karens, so, so yeah, so <laughs> a lot of people are going to get it. Most people won't know they have it. We're trying to prevent the hospitals from being barnstormed. So it's that's gonna actually a great synopsis right there. Yes. Um, don't. And it's going to hurt. And. That everyone's freaking out too much is why the economic damage is as bad as it is. Yeah, yeah. And yet simultaneously what's How? happening is places like where I am, where you probably do need to shut down for two weeks. It's an extreme, but probably appropriate. But then the place next door that's going to do it too, excuse me, because they're freaking out. Probably not as appropriate, but that's what's going to happen. I mean, I think the common hope among um, those of us out there that invest in any way is that, this is a relatively brief interruption and in that their recovery process starts soon. Into, yes. The goal is like, so we're on shutdown until the end of March. And then those of us that don't have that kind of traditional Wall Street investments, but are like going all in on Bitcoin, <laughs> fuck it, burn it to the ground. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Who knows what Bitcoin is? It's do. very, very productive my, once again, sir. My, my big, I have 8,500 Dogecoin. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. That's... You know, if that ever hits a dollar, I'll have eighty dollars. <laughs> my Roth IRA yeah. so, 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 is so by the way, right so my, my personal favorite joke from all of this is this is just the next level of cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> no, this. Wait, wait, wait. Hold wait, on. Wait, I want to riff wait. off that. I, I, I've you got, don't get no, that. No, 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 no. You're dumb. Here, okay. So. Just, this is nature's way of saying, "Okay, boomer." It, that's, all, that's also true. If my if my dad dies because of this shit, shit, I'm coming for you. That's yeah, all you gotta say. I know. God, hold on. I'm, oh, wait, wait, wait. That's if, the title of this episode. If he's 80, then he's not technically a boomer, right? Yeah. No, he's the greatest well, generation. So, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's, he's the greatest generation. Yeah, greatest yeah. generation. It's true. Yeah. All right, you're off the book, buddy. <laughs> that's the title <laughs> yeah. of this episode, by the way. Okay, Corona. Yeah, nature's way of saying "Okay, boomer." I, you know, I, I have, that song is now playing in my head, and I hate you. Oh yeah, I saw that the other Bad day song. on on accident. Or uh, 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 Z Dog MD's "My Corona." Oh no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you know Z Dog MD? Is that? Or I'm talking about an artist that lived like 50 years before that one. So, so Z Dog MD is a Stanford trained physician that has done a bunch of parody videos, and now is a healthcare advocate. Oh, you got it. What? There's R. Kelly's readmission instead of reignition. Oh, I love that. There's one in the lab for you, Frost. 
Oh my god! So in the club. Oh uh, no! It's worth, it's worth it's worth looking at for about an hour of your time. Oh, this evening, I but, love uh, Science Geek. Okay, I'm, my yeah. my Corona is very good. Oh my all right. god! We're, we're we're gonna have to do this real quick. I'm not sure if you're gonna hear it because I don't know if I have all the settings set up correctly. That's but, fine. Uh, we'll we're gonna hear play it. it anyway. We're gonna play it anyway. Dude, have you heard about the coronavirus? Yeah, yeah hysteria, miseducation, racism. Nobody oh, understands that. Can you hear us? It's yeah, so can you hear us? Right. I can. Yeah. Let's go to yeah. China. And so yeah. you can't hear the what video, but it's playing. Yeah, I don't have the go. video pipe back in. Sorry. I think you need That's to okay. Break some. Tickets are gonna be so cheap, my brother. They're so cheap. Just give us a second. Zoonotic transmission. This guy is my hero. Okay, I found a new channel to subscribe to. All right, all right. He has a great haircut that I just. That shit is awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. My little zoonotic one. I love you. I thought it was pangolins, though, for real. I thought it was like pangolins and bats. Bats and pangolins. Um, I don't know if you know about how pangolins have long suffered under Chinese culture. I know they're like miracle cures. And been basically cooked for like that's a, fucked a up. thousand years. Pangolins are awesome too. I know. Yeah, listen, so they're no cancel pangolins. We should cancel, <laughs> all cancel pangolins all the time. That's right. We should. They made two stupid movies. And... I, I think it would. Oh my god. <laughs> I think we should just cancel the authoritarian uh, Chinese culture, but that's just me. Oh. Well, yes, except the. I hate to say this, but the authoritarian cancel uh, authoritarian Chinese culture actually saved their asses with this one. Well, yeah, but um, if you're an Uyghur Muslim, I don't think that helps you out. Very much. No, because you're already dead. Oh yeah, the Uyghurs. Man, I, I, never mind. I'm I'm not going to follow that one up. Uh, but <laughs> true story. But I'm just saying, like you know. There are will... rare occasions where Pol Pot actually helped out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, Genghis Khan reduced the, you know, changed the climate. He lowered the global temperature. He also helped us prevent the spread of um, um, VD, STI, sexually transmitted infections, because he like had this crazy authoritarian right. uh, edict. About and that. he's also your great 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 granddaddy, and your great great yeah. great great granddaddy, and my great great great. He was rather on the prolific side, if you know what I'm saying. I wonder if that shows up on 23andMe. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, I okay. You're you you ran into something that I have been you know batting around a little bit on the subject of the difference in our cultures, which China. Yeah, for, they fucked it up at, at first because they were trying to save face, which is a very Chinese thing to do. Uh, it's, you know, that whole part of that culture. But once they're like, okay, the cat's out of the bag or the pangolin baby's out of the bag, whatever, they um they went into action. They started kicking ass. They built hospital in seven days. They just, they you know, they went full bore, balls to the wall, and and got shit going. That's not something we're capable of doing because we have an individualistic culture. And I am hardcore individualist. I like, you know, do your own thing, man. Go farm a planet on your own. That that kind of thing. You know? Society-based fear, sir. Yes. Would, but would, the, despite the fact that the cancel culture is actually going to work on in our favor, the fact <laughs> that we're just going to cancel everything. School, I just, sporting events, all of we it. We can't do that. South Korea. South Korea is testing 20,000 people a day. And we have barely tested ten thousand total. So yeah, but we'll be. But, but I'm saying we will be there soon. I know, but South Korea is like what a fourth the size of the United States, and they're just kicking our ass. I mean, I mean, just look at the the toilet paper no, vanishing saying, off the well, shelves. I, I will say that, like, in a two weeks, we'll be able to test probably more than South Korea. We ramp. So the advantage of the American system is that we can ramp up every hospital in. Every research hospital can have thousands of tests a day. Once we have FDA approval, that's being fast-tracked. So we were behind the eight ball, but we have a massive ramp-up that's not comparable to most countries. We don't coordinate well, which is a problem. Do you think we but, would be in a better position now if we had people at, let's say, the highest levels of government that uh, <sighs> were just a little bit more you know predisposed to listen to the experts and and not and we're more proactive yes welcome to frost political statement of the day all i all i'm saying is that you know uh, elections have so, consequences well so i try not to get super political all the time but in this case so 
in some cases, Trump and other people in the government's personality or who any personality who is elected is an asset, right? That personality got them elected, right? Obviously an asset to winning an election. It could be an asset for various things. Um, frankly, you know, Trump saying what he thinks even has some strategic benefits. You know, I'm not a big fan of the trade war, but he did something that broke a stalemate that we've been having for 20 years. So I don't like him. I'm not a fan, but you could say that some of his personality has been beneficial in some ways. Well, I would say the best thing to say about Trump is that you're right. He does speak his mind. And that one thing alone has confirmed for us that there are no UFOs, no aliens at area 51. And there are no like high tech super weapons that we know of because he would have told every fucking person about it on Twitter. Right. Sure. Sure. There's all types of stuff like that. The but, point being, in this case, dealing with a pandemic does not play to any of his strengths. I think <laughs> he he made it very clear. And and listen, I'm no fan. Um, I tend to not want to discuss a lot of politics on this show. But I think one thing that's very clear, based on his reaction and and his statements is that what matters to him is that america and the dow jones is profitable right the stock market is profitable more so than the health of the american public and that is you know obviously i kind of take umbrage at that so um but you know in 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 one sense optics is going to work in our favor right because if it behooves him to increase his election chances to take care of this crisis, then he will take care of this crisis, right? So, hey, you know what? I'm all for that because ultimately, if the public is, you know, benefits. And- okay, listen, okay? I'm going to take care of whatever I need to take care of. Uh, I can't do right. it. I can't do it. So I can't that's get the problem, it. Right? Is I got to work on that. actually going to get it done? Yeah. And as he put us behind the eight ball because of his management of the testing and other things. Yes, absolutely. Right. So, but can we ramp up, as you said earlier, faster than almost anybody else in the world? Also, yes. Yes. We have, you know, we have a bunch, you know, part of the reason our healthcare is so expensive is because we reduplicate everything in every major hospital to a larger extent, right? So, you know, we have Penn and Harvard and Michigan and, you know, UT Southwestern and MD Anderson. So there's all these institutions that many other countries have one or two of that we have 30 or 40 of that can all, you know, duplicate the same work. That's a lot of duplicated money. But then you have the duplicated capacity to to push things out like the testing. Right. We don't have a particularly high number of hospital beds per person or ventilators per person populace so we don't have the extra flex but we may be better at triaging and um coordinating because frankly our emergency rooms deal with a lot of triaging of stuff all the time like you know in other countries people don't go to the emergency room as a primary source of care and we still even though we've improved it still do that a lot so our emergency rooms are very experienced at dealing with actual emergencies in a way i don't think we you know this is me being a biased american physician but i think that's really a strength of america is that even though because partially because we don't have great coverage and because we have more violence and other things, our emergency room physicians are really good at dealing with real emergencies. Right. But, uh, you know, long term care after, you know, and in, in, in burging into palliative care. Right. Plays a because that's not part of that. Well, no, uh, this is, you know, if you get off the ventilator and you live, then there's that whole issue, right, but right. I'm not even touch. I'm not. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Palliative care is different from long term. Well, pal- yeah, yeah. Palliative care would be, uh, that's end, like, end, end, end of life. Some morphine yeah, yeah. And I hope you pass. But I mean, I do think that's going to make you comfortable. Total. Well, from your position and somebody that actually does the charting and that kind of crap, it's literally any hospital. Would we benefit, like right now, flip a switch, if we could have a single-payer or Medicare-for-all kind of system right now? If you flip a switch and have one in place right now, would that be a better system or the current system that we have now or lack thereof? Neil's leading question of the day. I mean, you can say no. You can say, oh, we got Ben. No, 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 no. So 
It's complicated. So I've always thought it's complicated. I think that having, we need, so I, I think the best way to do it is something like Germany's system, where there is a mandatory health insurance that's run by pseudo public private partnerships and each version of what they have is a state. They don't have states, right? But they have, they have something. Well, they else. do. They, they have states. They have yeah, like, I think right, like but, but eight or ten states yeah, 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 or yeah, something. Or Bavaria, Bohemia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all the beer. Like yeah. giant counties, yeah. though. I mean, it's right, 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 right. Well, well no, I mean, they have counties within the states as states, well. But our states are more sovereign. But so whatever. It's not, quite it, the same. it's not quite the same. Yeah, yeah. But America We're but, off on a tangent. Yeah. Right. But, but long and short, like something similar to that, where you have a mandated coverage that is a pseudo public private partnership that every company pays into, which is a tax. And every person pays into, which is a tax, and then comes out as insurance. And then there's some allowed for competition, I believe. And this is my knowledge is about a decade old on this. And so I think they also have a system where there's other private, you know, you can have more than one per state. And so they can compete with each other a little bit for efficiency. And then all the physicians are still private. But I think if we had universal coverage with some level of government regulation that provided some price controls, that would be good. And then a unified – but the biggest thing is, is a unified health record system that could be go between hospitals. Like right now, basically, there's a company called Epic, which has a monopoly on health charts, and everyone's converting to them over time. But that's just a private company that has a monopoly, and it's still not all the way there, and everyone's still converting, and it'll take decades. Is that like a back-end system? Because, I mean, uh, I thought Cerner was a big player. and Cerner is, but it, Cerner's getting its ass kicked by Epic. Uh-huh. Epic was a billing company that made a chart system that now all the top tier hospitals are starting to use or do use, and it can communicate with other Epic systems to hand over records. And then more and more places are going up. I don't know. We we use PathNet at work, so you know. Yeah. Well, and then Epic will also feed into the pathology stuff, and then can port that in, and then take that over to and report labs. It's 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 slowly engulfing the universe. Sweet. That's uh, almost progress, sort of monopolistic, but whatever. Right. But the point being, like. But just on the healthcare thing, the issue is if we price control, we subsidize the world's healthcare because we pay the world's pharmaceutical drug development cost in the cost of the drugs in the United States. So the only way you can have cost control is if the cost of pharmaceuticals in other countries go up and their governments accept that the price has to go up. Otherwise, the pharmaceutical companies would go out of business. Well, that's a really good we, point. I, I mean, like, yeah, we, it's, we, it's, it's, like it's the, the American it's, yeah. pharmaceutical companies that are doing all of the research and taking all of the risk and, and going out on well, the not line. Just, but not just that, where they're charging $1,000 here because they can only charge $80 in Canada. Right. And so for them to make their margins, you know, like any normal business wants to, they have to charge more here because Canada price controls and we don't. But no. I mean, Merck, companies like so, Merck and other companies that are not American companies come here as well to do their pharmaceutical. It's not just American correct, companies. Correct, it's, correct, it's, correct. It's just the general concept. The pharmaceutical companies make all their profit here because everyone else price controls. So if you're going to say, well, now we're going to, you know, America's going to pay $80, the company goes out of business. Which is for the, the drugs. Kind of- because, because we're really high and they're all low and and the negative consequence of that is diabetics are dying by the droves here in america now because now they're allowed to make money on the insulin well they've always been allowed to make money they're just jacking it up because everyone else is driving the prices down and to maintain their margins they keep having to raise prices because everyone else keeps lowering prices in their countries so basically it's sort of like a wash between the amount of americans that are dying from lack of health care or overpriced medicines and the amount of people on the rest of the world that we're blowing up right so it's kind of it balances out like ethically and morally um <laughs> I don't know. Great oversimplification at all, sir. People as they're dying from whack <laughs> It's one, like attacks. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, somebody in Iraq, got, you know, drop bomb, get droned, and then you know. Correct. But the point being is, it's the, the, it's more complicated than just fix the drug prices. Yes. Right. Because yeah. it's the market is much more tied in internationally, and we're subsidizing. Who who knew? Who knew research. this could be so complicated? Yeah. That that's a that's a direct quote. Um. <laughs> Sorry. All right, I, I'm, so, I'm so about over else? this fucking. Right, so let's yeah. um, we we the, tonight. So the other public service I'd say is if you have symptoms, listeners should call their doctor. 
unless they can't breathe. If you have an uncontrollable fever or you can't having trouble breathing, go to the emergency room. If you don't, call your doctor and they will direct you to where you get your nearest testing. Now, because we don't there... want people just we don't want people just running to the hospital who don't need to be in the hospital. Yeah, don't overstress the system. But aren't they being very reticent about allowing people to test? They're like, oh, no. Nah. It's getting easier and easier. It depends on where you're at. At my institution today, they have a new crap policy where they actually will come out to your car in a suit, huh. in a you know, personal protective gear suit, and do your swab in your car. And they have all your information already, and put the sticker right on, you know, label the, the sample right so, there. So that's good because, like, I mean, it's good, but it's just—it's really amusing handles. to, like, you know, see like someone coming out in, uh, in, in, you know, like those full, parking lots full, are like... not small too. Can you imagine walking <laughs> yeah. across a whole fucking thing in summer? What what um intern or you know poor first nope. year RN is getting yeah. stuck stuck with that job? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it's like the head of infectious diseases. Oh, oh shit. Okay, well that that's fair then. Uh, I just I felt bad for like the you know no the CNA. The interns and there. residents can do it with with supervision, but they're limiting their exposure. And med students are out. Oh. I mean, they're wor- they're they're still there, but they're not allowed to see Uh-oh. COVID patients. Competent people. Okay, so that is okay. actually a little bit more. That makes concerning. me feel. No, no, it makes me feel good. Well, if they get sick, we're well, no, but they're like, it's like, all right, well, you know, this thing is serious enough where we can't trust. That's right, we got to send the, the competent neophyte. people out. <laughs> we got to send, you know, the twenty-year tenure. I guess my, uh, my real concern the is that they're not going to with infectious disease or, and with the most experience using PPE. Yeah, well, I, that's my real concern here. It, you're going to screw it up. It's not okay, so much well, about that, the physicians; it's about whether or not they're going to make me go do it. Because I mean, it's. Yeah, I, I, well, at some point, so, how good I already you called your boss, man. You're fucked. But, but so she's on a cruise off. And I, I don't know fucked. about these other two idiots, but um, you know, we uh, like when I was 18, I got a pretty good uh, experience with PPE um, because it was required as part of boot camp, right? So what what N95 do you wear? Oh shit! I don't know. This is you're talking something 25 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> N95 is just a paper mask, again. man. That's that's the point, right? Hey, like, when like you know, if you don't know your N95 size, you got to get fit tested. You no, but I'm saying shit. that the the, the presumption shave. the presumption that you know a neophyte could, everybody has beards couldn't get trained in like you know one week to be able to be proficient within uh, oh, uh, a particular can, set but of that's PPE. That's the person doing it this week. Okay, so eventually okay. it will be me, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just maybe. concerned because, like I said, when when Ebola hit, I was up at West Point doing my clinicals, and uh, man, we they, everybody was freaking the hell out. I mean, of course, military base and military hospital and that kind of thing. But damn, uh, that was that was bonkers just for a couple of weeks, and then it went nowhere. So this is going to be with us for a while. So that, that's, yes, it will be with us for a while. Circulation. You're gonna. You're gonna get it. Yeah, this is going to be endemic. So this. Yeah, so it'll eventually become endemic, but then it'll probably self-select to be less virulent. Right. After it'll be like another flu. It's gonna be in the ground with the rest of the boomers, um, the the more pet, you know, oh my God. fatal versions of it, and then the, the chill right. ones. Well, that's the, actually true. Yeah. The millennial um, COVIDs are gonna be like hanging out, and they're like, hey, hey, bro, it's gonna be brovid. <laughs> brovid nineteen. Brovid nineteen. <laughs> Brovid 420, man. Oh, my God. So. Oh, my God. True story. I don't know if I'm entertained or horrified. I can't decide. That's exactly what I go for. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're, we've got everything that, you know, the average person that is going to empty the show oh, yeah, of the toilet prevent paper. spreading it? Wash your goddamn hands and don't yes. cough on people. Damn it. And and don't hang out. And it's like a 20-second wash, not like a two-second hand wash. No, I mean, there's actually, if you, I mean, the the thing is, the the simple thing is sing Happy Birthday, but there's several other 20-second songs. But if you're not doing the, you know, rotate around your fingers and do the fingernail thing in your palm clockwise, yep. anti-clockwise, right? You're not actually washing your hands. Like, what, and this has driven me nuts for years. The dudes that just turn the water on and, like, run their, like, quickly run their hand underneath the water and then they go and dry them off like they've done something significant. I'm like, why are you even bothering at that point? Why right. Don't... There's all sorts of little 
nooks and crannies and crevices in here where all sorts of nasty shit We're not shit talking about get, my right? face here, okay? We're talking about people's washing their hands. Right. Yeah. yeah. We should make a slogan. Nooks and crannies will kill your grannies. So, uh, like, what's the, like, what, uh, so, so, see for Jason, what is your song? Because I know uh, that, that... I do it. I just scrub my hands. I don't sing. I scrub my hands like I'm going to go into a surgery. I also have done it so, many, so often that I just scrub them. Okay. The, because yeah, I know, yeah, uh, I, I know a lot of doctors have a song that they sing in yeah, their yeah. head. Yeah, so even though I don't do surgery on people, I do a lot of rodent surgery for research, and I have to scrub That's over that. <laughs> and so. Wait, wait with your words, there were just... quotes around research. <laughs> I heard them. <laughs> I heard rodent surgery, and I got hot. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, continue. PETA hates me. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, Hey, so mine's uh, never gonna give you up the chorus. Yeah, Rick, Rick Astley. I wonder. I wonder if you can Rick roll. You Rick roll. You, I, I, uh, Rick Rick roll my hands. I, there you go. No. I mean, if you're gonna go <laughs> like John Coltrane, but then I've washed my hands for 45 minutes and they're bleeding. I I used to like because you go a little bit crazy in the lab after like you know 12 hours of a shift. So I used to sing to myself that you know the intro to Dawson's Creek that theme song. Until I realized that the oncology ward was right down the street. From- <laughs> oh. So I was like, dude, you lost so, so me, me sitting there saying, I don't want to wait till our, that, yeah. You, well, for our lives. Uh, yeah. Why do you know <laughs> intro to Dawson's tell, Creek? Tell, tell, uh, that is an excellent question. <laughs> I, for our lives to be over. I mean, I just sang Barry White, but maybe that's yeah, just so me. So I'm, yeah. Uh, well, you know, he never going to give you up. <laughs> No, 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 no. This the the Rick Astley version, the you know genuine article. He's, oh my God! You know sometimes he just keeps talking and, and, and you can't see it, but we're just shaking our heads, just so you know. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, yeah. There's 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 some virtual facepalm going on over here. <laughs> All right, I think this was a good. Um, Is there anything you want to plug or tell people about, or you know? No, just just. Wash your don't flip hands. out wash your hands don't flip out yeah and it'll get better okay assume you'll get it but you'll probably be okay but Look don't on the he's still working on like... his, uh, psychology yes don't give it to grandma that's good it's good advice i'm like i told my dad he's because he's like oh i'm being careful i'm not seeing anybody but i'm i'm driving my you know, grandson to school every day. Your grandson that goes to school with hundreds and hundreds of other children Dirty, every day. Nasty you're, kids. You're doing that. Yeah. You should probably stop doing that. And he's like, no, that's my responsibility. Okay, love you, Dad. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, kids are gross. Well, I mean, he, he's yeah. not going to change his mind, so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to let it go. And um, 80 years, you know. Hey, speaking time. of kids, just a random question before or as we're winding down here. Yeah. Um so uh, my whole house got the flu like three weeks ago. It was the flu. It was yeah. flu A. Um, we were actually going to do a podcast, but they were like, no, stay away, you dirty disease I, bastard. I'm 90% sure on the answer without breaking up my immunology textbook from college. But uh, does is there any immun- immunity that carries over at, in any form from like influenza? Is there any benefit to having had the flu and then, you know, you know, licking a light post covered in coronavirus? Nope. Nope. Okay. Because I've had people there have is, asked there me that question. There is a benefit in having had exposed to the flu and not getting the flu again. Okay. So antigen- I guess there would there would maybe be yeah, a benefit every year it's if different you versions of the same flu, and so you'll you develop antibodies over time to various forms of the flu. Yeah. So antigenic determinants is is one thing that's always helped me understand patho- pathology, right? Like your yeah. body develops antibodies. Sp- to the specific molecular structure on the surface of that foreign mechanism. Right? So that's one of the reasons they think kids may not get coronavirus as badly is because they're surrounded by coronavirus all the damn time because they're filthy. Yeah. And so as a result, they have more easy defenses against it. Secondly, kids don't mount as strong of an immune response as adults do to infections, even older adults. And so they're not going to get the ARDS, which is the respiratory distress syndrome that kills you as much either. So they have maybe more antibodies because they're exposed more often to other coronaviruses and maybe have some cross-reactivity and B, don't develop lung inflammation as much. 
So that, that was going to be kind of my next question is like if you're coming off of something like uh, influenza A or, or something like that, you've already got an elevated, uh, you know, immune white blood response. cell. Yeah. Ex immune response. Is that going to be better for you if you are exposed and infected with? Uh, uh... Uh, could be worse. Yeah. Because the ARDS, right? Yeah. So what kills you is something called acute respiratory distress syndrome, ARDS. Right. And that's where, as I said, you drown in your own lungs fluids from inflammation. That's but some of that's because your own immune response goes into overdrive and actually works against you, correct? Correct. Correct. B-I-N-G-O. Yep. Bingo. Yeah. That is the big problem. So, yeah, sometimes your body can work so hard. Like, you know, autoimmune diseases are from the same kind of... Right. Cytokine symptoms are family. Yeah, or... cytokine storm. Yeah, uh, that, that's cool. If it's I had a metal band, it'd be cytokine that's storm. That's actually one, if I was going <laughs> to That is book... one of my friend's physicians, uh, friend friend physicians, uh, Instagram. Oh well, fuck him. Uh, uh, damn well, it. yeah, we're yeah, coming we're, after. Him. I mean, yeah, fuck him. We have if a he friend. He doesn't have a band. Then... We have a friend whose band yeah. is bullshit detector. So yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> It was, all right. Okay, so I'm really old compared to the rest of these guys, and I turn into a pumpkin. 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 Yes, yes, that's my safe. Well, I mean, pumpkin. if you want to feel weak, I did a 24-hour shift last night, and had a, I'm operating on just a few hours of sleep. So you know. <laughs> so, so here, here's my balls. <laughs> Basically, it's what he's saying. Yeah, 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 that's fine. That's fine. I, I here mean, they are. Here's the platter. I, um, I might be the only person here who's actually stormed people shooting at me at machine gun nest. So you know, that's true. Fine. Storm? Uh, piss, piss myself, Storm. <laughs> whatever. I mean, whatever works. I've been shot at. Your ex doesn't count. That's, that's another story. I'm, I'm All right, gentlemen. Well, I will let you go, though, too, because I have to, unfortunately, go to work tomorrow because I don't work in the county during my day job. <laughs> well, get some sleep and, you know, yeah. stay unconnected. That's the goal. I'm hoping not to get cornered at some point. All right. Well, if you do, then we'll have another podcast. We'll right. Right. We'll, we'll chronicle your symptoms. Yeah, we'll either we talk to you next week we'll or live stream. Or we, we won't live stream. You <laughs> <That's it. laughs> live stream. We'll, we'll send. Flowers. All right, gentlemen. Take care. All right. All right. Bye, man. Good night, man. Right. Bye.